Hello and welcome to Supply Chains, the Secret Sauce. I'm your host, Wade Wickes, CEO of Link Supply Chains at linksupplychains.com. This show is dedicated to supply chain and the secret sauce that supply chain provides for businesses. Going to have some humor, real life issues, some solutions, great connections, and a few life lessons. So tune in. Well, on this episode of Supply Chain, The Secret Sauce, we're going to go into HVACR. Yes, the HVAC world, which is a big part of supply chains, especially the cold supply chain. We're going to be talking to a CEO of an HVAC company with a dynamic customer experience program. I mean, it's just phenomenal what they do at this company. Tune in. You're going to get some great insights. Hi, everyone. On today's show, I'm really excited to have a person who has more than 16 plus years of experience as an executive in the HVACR industry. Lauren Roberts is currently president and CEO of CFM Distributors, an employee-owned company, which is a full-service HVACR distributor with applied equipment. CFM Distributors is devoted to delivering success to their customers employees, suppliers, and company with warmth, integrity, and spirit. Lauren's grandfather started the company. Her father cultivated it, but then the employees of CFM distributors have chosen Lauren to lead it as CEO. Lauren, welcome to the show. Hi, Wade. Thanks for having me. I'm so excited to be here today. Hey, it's great having you here. Where are you uh, zooming in from? From Kansas City. Kansas City. Awesome. Great place, great sports, and uh, a lot of fun activities in Kansas City. Absolutely. Thank you for taking taking time out of your uh, busy schedule here as it gets close to the holidays, and uh, really appreciate it. You bet. Well, hey, let's get, get started with our first question. So, so, Lauren, your company has extraordinary customer experience as a culture. Um, what can you share about how you have created this unique culture and why it is important and maybe what it has provided for your company? I'd say the biggest thing that contributes to our culture of extraordinary customer experience is the fact that we're 100% employee owned. Um, this was uh, this journey was started before I joined the company in 2002 when we became partially employee owned. But at the end of 2012, we became 100% employee owned. And because of the way that our company's ESOP plan is structured, that stands for Employee Stock Ownership Plan, uh, many frontline employee owners own more of the company than I do as president and CEO. And that really empowers them to think like the owners that they are. And uh, to, the, to the title of this podcast, uh, this alone has proven to be a, a secret sauce for us. And then to that end, a huge part of empowering our employee owners is that we have policies and guarantees in place that further encourage them to act like owners and be empowered to immediately be able to help customers. We have written a, a we have a written customer guarantee that gives any employee owner the ability to have a thousand dollars to make a situation right for a customer. And that's right on the spot with no supervisor approval required. Um, and so one small example of this would be if we ship an incorrect 
product for a job and the customer tells our employee owner that there is a mistake, whether it's the person who just started in the warehouse to my position, that person right on the spot can um, get a, a, the proper unit out to the job site, same day delivery, you know, all those extra costs associated for no charge to the customer. And again, no, no prior approval is required there. Wow. So how, that allows, yeah. How, how, how did you um, like make that change to, to trust, to build that trust with your team members? Um, and it's, it's a great showing of trust as well, but how did you, how did you, you know, implement something like that to have those controls and understand? Well, yeah, it's a great question. We had that rule in place uh, before I joined the company in 2004, and it's just been really a great rule that it it's really something that sits in the back pocket, if you will, of our employee owners. And it's not used to the full extent as much as you might think of the full $1,000 per person, but just knowing in the back of their mind that they have that at their disposal to take care of any situation with a customer it's really an empowering feeling. And so um, not used quite as much as you would imagine, but definitely allows us to, to act quickly. So it's been a great differentiator for us versus our competitors and how they handle those situations. Awesome. Awesome. And then you were, you have some, uh, some other really unique and creative ways too, I believe. Yeah. So just in general, more, we have core values of innovation and continuous improvement and we empower and encourage our team to not only constantly be thinking of how we can do things more efficiently for serving our customers better, but we also support them in providing access to tons of training, whether it be online or at in-person events um, and those kinds of opportunities to make them better at their jobs so they can in turn serve our customers better. And we just found that um, even in our industry, it's a lot of people have been in the industry for 20 and 30 years, and sometimes people's knowledge gets taken for granted and maybe gets a little bit stale, but we're always encouraging people at all levels of our company with all ranges of experience to continue to improve and learn because there's always something that we could be doing better. Wow. And so, um, you know, that's two two major points there, building trust with giving them the ability and the empowerment and then two, valuing, showing how you value people um, through education and and just growth, that personal growth. So those are are two big items that uh, that probably really call attention to how your culture has developed into this customer experience phenomena, huh? Definitely. And so, how do you share stories about um, those customer events? Um, you know, do, do team members uh, communicate those stories uh, to, you know, how does it work within your, your organization about those customer stories, uh, how we're helping? Yeah, another great question. Many times I will hear directly from a customer uh, about a situation they had that maybe started out not so good and that how one of our team members or several of our team members went to bat for them and corrected it quickly and how it ended up positively in the end. And so I'll get a text message or email or phone call. And then I in turn will share that out with the whole company via an email, you know, praising that person or team of people 
who who made that uh, miracle, so to speak, happen for the customer and how appreciative they were. And, and the same thing is true, even if I'm not the one receiving it, other managers or other people within our company who receive that feedback, we just generally have a culture of, of openly sharing that publicly to congratulate and praise our team. Wow, that's a great idea. And, you know, a lot of organizations struggle with how to get that communication to flow. And I think you've, you've really uh, created a great environment to, to create that, uh, that sharing of success, which just perpetuates the continual experience. That's great. Do you use technology, uh, you know, different kind of products and technology uh, when it comes to your, you know, communication of your products and your pricing and all that sort of stuff? Are you? Yeah, we do. We adopted, um, several newer technologies at the time that aren't so new anymore, but in 2011 to improve our customer experience and expand our communication channels to not only owners of our customers' businesses who are HVACR contractors, but we also wanted to expand our communication channels to their technicians. Um, so with that, we wanted to make sure they were allowed to hear about uh, upcoming training and events because it's really important in our market for those technicians to be aware of the training that is offered so that they can get their continuing education hours to renew their licenses. And sometimes we wanted them to be more aware of some promotions we had going on and have, most importantly, access to uh, all of our great troubleshooting information for them to have at the tip of their fingers you know, right when they're in the field working on the products. So with all of that being said, we rolled out a, a CFM mobile app um, in 2011, and that has um, all of our troubleshooting information that we used to share in a printed catalog stored in there. Also has all of our training and event schedules in there, access to different system matchup tools, which are important in our world to get uh, certain utility rebates for homeowners and warranties that are extended warranties. So lots of important things that we are now able to get directly in the technician's hands. And then it also opened up the ability to not only email those people directly, but we could also send direct text messages to any of our users of the mobile app. So just another channel to get more information directly to people who are um, out there serving our end user customers as consumers and, you know, to help make their lives easier. So that was one thing we did with technology. And then the other big thing we did was probably 10 years ago, went down the path of e-commerce and we've had several iterations of our e-commerce site over the years. And we continually, continually improve that to make sure that any kind of experience that is available when a customer comes into our locations, they can easily translate that into the online experience. So we're, um, it helps, um, helps them search for products quicker. And we have tools built in to make sure they are ensuring that they're selecting the right product for the application that they're working on, which is a big thing in our industry. And, uh, also, we're building in further tools to help uh, sort of recreate that in-person experience in a digital fashion. 
Wow. I mean, you know, being in the supply chain and and the food industry, certainly the, there's the cold chain, which has a lot to do with HVAC and seeing this this amazing company that you've built um, and, you, and your family's built and your team members and employees have built a pretty, pretty fantastic because you don't often find that kind of technology and that kind of focus on making life easier, not only for the customer, but, but for the technicians and the people that are facing the customer and uh, making it easier for just that communication. That's pretty cool. Thank you. Yeah. So just to recap, you know, for those, those companies listening and, and those people listening to try and get this customer experience um, nailed down. One method that, uh, that Lauren's sharing, you know, just trying to recap here is, is just the, the tool on the online, making the procurement easier, the tech tool to support the technicians and make their team members um, much more efficient. And then appreciating their team members by listening to the stories of success and uh, providing continued education, valuing their team members or their employees, and then building the trust with that empowerment. Now, there's there's one other piece that's really unique about this and having you on the show, and I'm so excited that you're here because you don't find a lot of women in the uh, HVAC market. And I love your diversity and, and how you approach diversity. Can you speak a little bit about your thoughts about diversity as it relates to this industry? Yeah, I think to your point there, you don't see a lot of women in our industry. And I, the last statistic I heard was something like there are 5% of our industry is, is made up of females. So um, very much a big opportunity to grow. And there are so many different kinds of positions in this industry that are great, whether it's sales, marketing, leadership, accounting, uh, technicians, um, engineers, all kinds of different roles. Some are dirty jobs, so to speak, more in the field, and some are you know, white collar office jobs, but we really have something for everyone. And we spend a lot of time as an industry talking about those opportunities and attracting talent to, to our industry. But having said that, if, if women are largely ignored or ignoring the industry as a, a path for them, we're missing out on nearly half the population or arguably a little bit more of half the population of the world. So personally, I, I'm passionate about furthering that mission of, of bringing more women into the industry and overall men and women to the industry. But at CFM, I wouldn't say we necessarily focus on diversity at our company, but I would say we don't have any of the biases that I see in other companies uh, because we're fortunate to have people from all walks of life on our team. And we have since 1969 when the company began. And, and those people help bring perspectives from all different angles. And when I joined the company in 2004, we had three women in middle management roles at that point. And over time, we focused on just hiring the, the person who's the best fit for a given role. And many times they have been females. As I got promoted through the ranks of our company in various management roles from VP in 2012 to executive VP in 2017, and ultimately to president and CEO in 2018, I think that's helped show um, other current and prospective employees, and especially females, that there aren't any barriers to any roles in our company for anybody based on gender or background or anything like that. 
So that's really opened up their imaginations to think about whatever it is they really dream to do. There's no barrier to getting there for them. So I think that's really powerful. That is, that's, that's great. And that's the kind of, uh, of atmosphere um, that's, you know, changing a lot of the world. And I think that that's fantastic. What kind of um, message would you, would you send out to uh, a woman leader right now who's, who's a manager and just wondering about, you know, how to break through barriers in whatever industry they're in? Um, you know, I think you've mentioned uh, mentoring and, and how to find the right mentor, but, you know, some thoughts about maybe what a, a woman could do to uh, continue her career and, and move up the ladder. Well, there are many very prominent books that are out there, you know, Lean In by Sheryl Sandberg always pops out in my mind, but, and she talks about some of these common threads, but I, I agree with what she teaches in that book is that having a mentor is important, but having a sponsor is equally important. And sometimes a sponsor could be a male in leadership who sees the potential in you as a female leader or upcoming female leader and gives you a seat at the table, so to speak, to to show the rest of the people on the team who may not be exposed to you as much and your potential or who may just have some bias about you. Um, It gives you a chance to really shine. And so I think finding a sponsor, whether it be male or female, who can put you in some of those situations to allow you to expose yourself is very important. And something that I tell a lot of women that I work with on the mentoring side. Um, In our company and in women that I mentor outside of our company, I always encourage another lesson of that book I alluded to is make sure you sit at the table. When you are in a meeting, that's one of your times, you know, when you can really shine and show what you have to offer. But sometimes if we're newly invited to a meeting, especially women tend to sit back away from the table, not thinking we're worthy enough to to sit at the actual table. And I just encourage people to really get up there. That's where you belong. So act like that and and make sure you're doing that. Also, um, there are a number of great books out there for women who may think, well, I don't know who would mentor me or that. You don't necessarily have to know your mentor in person. There are so many wonderful books on the topic of women in leadership uh, that you could read and and then adopt that author as your mentor. And again, you don't have to know them, but all the, the lessons that you can learn from those books can get you the same result as having a live mentor. Great advice. Great advice. And it's breaking down those barriers and just, uh, like you said, looking to create that network that uh, that helps support where you want to go. And, and, and really that that's just a common great way to, to go about your uh, career growth. Great advice. And another, yeah. Another thing I'd add there again, from those types of books that I've learned and has really hit home with me, especially when it came down to moving up the ranks in our company is I was always sort of competing for these roles and advancement, mostly against other men. And a common thread is when a woman looks at the requirements for a role and sees she meets 
five of 10 and a man looks at the requirements for a role and sees that he meets five of 10, a woman would maybe automatically by nature back down and say, well, I don't meet all of the qualifications. Therefore, I can't, I can't put my name in the hat for that role. When a man is naturally wired more so as, as an average to just say, oh, well, I don't meet all the requirements, but I'm going to put my name in the hat anyway and figure it out. And that's what we as women need to be better at is, um, you know, throw our name in the hat. We'll figure it out. There's a lot of resources out there to help us figure things out, but have a little bit of the, the courage to step outside your comfort zone and reach for those roles that you may not feel like you're fully qualified for. Great point. Great point. And in the HVAC environment, is there an organization of, of uh, support for uh, leadership in women at all? Absolutely. There's a great organization called Women in HVACR, and we're about 18 years in existence, and we have around 600 active members from all levels of the industry at the contractor level, engineer level, the manufacturer level, the distributor level. And our mission is um, to improve the lives of our members by providing professional avenues to connect with other women growing their careers in our industry, specifically the HVACR industry. And we empower women to succeed through networking, mentoring, and education opportunities. And um, I got involved in this organization just about four years ago, and it's just grown tremendously over the years, especially more recently. And so I'm excited that in 2021, I'm going to be serving as the president of Women in HVACR. And that's just super important to me because it's going to help me be able to further my personal mission toward giving back in general and by helping women advance in our industry and come into our industry. And they can uh, check that out on a website probably if they want further information on that organization. Yeah, we have a, a really good website. It's www.womeninhvacr.org. And uh, people can learn about our, more about our mission and the things that we do to further uh, expand on that mission. And if, if they're interested in, and if they are part of our industry, they're more than welcome to join. And there's a link to do that there as well. Great. Thank you so much, Lauren. I mean, this is wonderful secret sauce about uh, supply chain in, in this uh, really unique industry that's in, important to so many supply chains, HVAC. And uh, just sharing your customer experience, I think um, our listeners are, are really going to get some great takeaways uh, from what your company has built. Um, so I really appreciate you sharing all that. Is there anything else you want to add? I think we've really covered it all, but thanks so much for having me today. Well, I really appreciate your time and uh, have a great holiday. You too. All right. Thank you, everyone. Talk to you soon. Well, everybody, that's our show for today. Thank you very much for tuning in. As always, check us out at www.linksupplychains.com. Provide any comments. I always want to know how to improve the podcast. And please subscribe. And be sure to share this podcast with those you think that might find usefulness with it. Appreciate you. Have a great day. Thanks for listening. <laughs>